0: Twenty eighty,
1: you guys, it's Rick Tittle.
2: And welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. That would be me. You would be you. Reeboks, let you, you Come on in and get heard. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. Doing the show via Skype from my house today. How's it going? House, are you doing? <laughs> We're here to talk about sports. But man, oh man, has a lot of football gone down. Gone down to Chanatank. We know who our national championship participants will be a week from today. It'll be the SEC title game rematch, Georgia and Alabama. All I can say is go, dogs. Uh, nothing against Alabama. just can we mix it up a little bit? The Cincinnati game wasn't a surprise. I think we all knew Alabama would win that game. Pulling from Michigan to get past Georgia, it didn't happen. So the SEC, they're just sitting back there in the capford seat, drinking their mint juleps Even the people at Vanderbilt who are going to get a cut of this check. A&M, all the other schools are feeling good about that. At the NFL, it was the uh, <clears throat> penultimate week of football. We still have one more game tonight. But, uh a lot of teams still control their own destiny. A lot of teams still alive, including my Who At uh, 6 and 7, look, done and dusted. They've gone on a three-game winning streak, and now they're going to play the Chargers. Win and win. That Five wild card uh, in the AFC. Let's talk about it. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. And this show is completely wide open. We do have a obligatory segment with a prognosticator from against the number.com two hours from now. But other than that, this should wide open. The wide open space is 1 800 Big shout out to our listeners, welcome abroad. Happy New Year to you, Happy New Year to everybody. And um, we want to hear from you. If you are on the military, listen to AFN. And uh, there is is at Rick Tittle. We got a big show on back.
0: 1759. Eight hundred six nine three eight two nine zero. 693 8290. That's 800 693 8290.
4: Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle, is he so handsome? He's a genius.
2: Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Dominic back in the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network, standing by the phones, getting ready to throw you on the air if you have a question, comment, or concern about world of sports 1-800-878-PLAY no movie interviews today no authors no discovery channel shows um not that i don't like doing that stuff because sometimes i get some good guests but for those of you there are uh, there are two of you that whine constantly on facebook just talk sports man all right well here's three hours of just sports the way the good lord intended it so come on in and get hurt rick i missed that day (laughs) (laughs) I was still on vacation, but yes, this is the first show of 2022, and uh, technically I started this show in 2002, so uh, I guess our 21st year with this show, Uh, but uh, yeah, 20 years, man, you can't just say 20 years, man, you got to do it like 20 years, man one 800 play How did your football team do? My team, the Raiders. Huda thunk it that they were able to win the last three. Now, they had to get past Nick Mullins <laughs> and the Browns to start this streak. But yesterday, this was impressive. This really was. Um, you could argue the most impressive win of the season. I would take the win at Dallas on Thanksgiving. Uh, for that, but still, this was pretty impressive. The Colts had a win, and you're in game, and they're going to get in next week when they play Jacksonville. Sorry, Daniel, but they'll do that down in Florida. But this isn't a backbreaker for them. <clears throat> but the Colts were at home, the Raiders stink on the road, and so you kind of thought, well, then again, they won at Cleveland, at Dallas. Maybe they are better on the road, but still. Carson Wentz, he was healthy. Ah, damn. I was kind of hoping he wasn't. Not because I want him to constantly be sick, but because I thought it would give my Raiders a better chance of winning that game. And the, I, I've said this a million times since this whole new trend of deferring came in. I just love the fact that people think that the whole world was doing it wrong until five years ago where now when you win the toss, oh, I want it to start the second half because then we might get it on back to back possessions. If you defer, you deserve to have the other team march down the field and shove a touchdown right up your backside. And that's exactly what the Raiders did when the Colts deferred. They marched right down the field. Josh Jacobs ran the ball in touchdown and, um, It's just hilarious that in the history of the world, people are like, you know what? We've been doing it wrong for 50 years. What's that? Accepting the opening kickoff. (laughs) I don't care what kind of stats you can show me. You're an idiot if you defer. You are an absolute bozo if you defer. Take the ball, man. You might not get it back. So anyway, the Colts lost by three. and the Raiders had to scramble for 10 points. Derek Carr threw a couple of uh, bad interceptions. The Colts got this lucky play where Wentz threw a horrible underthrown ball into the end zone. It's about to be intercepted by Casey Hayward, and then Trevor Mayring jumps in front of them. They bump into each other. The ball stays in the air. T.Y. Hilton comes down with it, and it's a lucky touchdown. And when you start to see stuff like that, you're like, woo! But the Raiders have a guy uh, that when they drafted him, I jumped up and down because I was very excited for him, named Hunter Renfro, Seven more catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Zay Jones, and believe me, it's not like the Raiders love Zay Jones. They just don't really have anybody else. Eight catches for 120 yards. By far, his best game as a pro. Never been over 100 yards uh, before that. But... um, No other wide receivers had catches except those two guys. They threw twice to Brian Edwards, a third-round pick. Nothing. Well, I take that back. Deshaun Jackson had one catch (laughs) for five yards. Foster Moreau, one catch. The tight ends for the Raiders caught one ball. So I'll give old Greg Olson credit. There's no Darren Waller. Finally, his knee's okay, but now he's in a COVID protocol. So at this point in the season, you got guys you've never even heard of on the team. You got guys. You got some guy named Johnson returning kicks. We got guy named special teamer. We have Square. We have these facey son. It's just uh, it's a battle of attrition, <clears throat> and no one's gonna feel sorry for you if you got guys that are hurt. And the Raiders fought and fought and fought, and they find a way to get it done. And mostly on the leg of Daniel Carlson, who is, knock on wood, one of the best kickers in football. He just is. And so 9-7, and seven, and the Raiders have uh, tie breaks on so many teams in the, uh, the AFC. Um, but it doesn't matter now because the, uh, the Browns are out, the Bengals are division champs, and uh, they beat the Raiders. Uh, but the Raiders have the tie break over the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens now 8-8 eight and eight and uh, need almost a miracle to make the playoffs at this point. Steelers at 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. Um, I think there would have to be some pretty crazy math to try to get them in uh, at this point. But if they can win tonight to go 8-7, and seven, we'll see. But Basically, if the Raiders beat the Chargers, they have the tiebreak over the Steelers. They have the tiebreak over the Ravens, so they don't have to worry about those two teams. Those two teams can't catch them. The Chargers, if they win, they'll have uh, they'll be nine and seven, but or they'll be nine and eight if they lose, and then uh, they're out. So, if the Colts <clears throat> lose to the Jags somehow then that would keep the Steelers' and Ravens' hopes alive. We'll keep an eye on that, and that's for those teams. But the thing for the Raiders is that it's win and you're in. And uh, I like that. Remember, Derek Carr has never played in a playoff game. The Raiders, by the way, called uh, fourth and two from inside the 20. They went for it when I wish they would have kicked a field goal. And it turns out that there was a touchdown pass to Hunter Renfro. And uh, that ended up winning the game. I was against it at the time. And then Hunter Renfro left. Remember, Michael Badgley kicked a field goal from 41 yards for Indianapolis right at the two-minute warning. So they kick off. Derek Carr and the Raiders have 156 left. And Carr found Hunter Renfro on a 24 yards reception on third and 10. And he got up, he ran in for a touchdown. And then at that point, and the Fox uh, TV crew couldn't get the clock right. But at that point, there were 41 seconds left in the game for Carson Wentz. and They had all three timeouts, but they ruled that the guy's finger touched uh, Renfro's heel. And it had, it had just scraped it. And, Unless Carlson missed the field goal, that was the worst thing that could have happened to the Colts because the Raiders bled the clock down all the way to two seconds left, and there's a walk-off. And that's Derek Carr's 29th fourth-quarter game-winning drive. And um, still, uh, Indianapolis had won three straight until then, so they're very, very disappointed. And even that guy, Taylor, went for 108 yards. It's the first time he's run for over 100 yards, and they lost Huge, monumentally huge victory for the Raiders to put them into position to clinch a playoff berth with a win at home against their rival Chargers. I remember Hugh Jackson at Oakland against the Chargers. Last game of the season, New Year's Day. All they had to do was beat the Chargers to get into the playoffs, and they lost. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Your calls 1 800 878 play. Come on back on Byline.
5: If in
6: you. are taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you. think it is.
8: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
2: Very intoxicating. That's right. Welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us. I'm Rick Tittle, 1-800-878-PLAY. Talking about the National Football League. We're getting into college football as well. This was the first game the Raiders played since their legendary head coach, John Madden, had passed away. They had a small JM sticker on the back of their helmets and, um, Something I didn't mention about John Madden when I was doing the show on Friday, we were talking about his passing, was that for the health food nuts out there, John Madden ate all the bratwursts, I mean, this is the Babe Ruth diet, but he basically filled his face with cookies and cheese and pizza his whole life, and he got to 85. It's not too shabby. Now, I'm not saying that stuff is healthy. But I remember the, the story of somebody, was it the commissioner coming on the Madden cruiser and asked for a salad? And Madden's like, hey, We don't have any salads on the cruiser. He's <laughs> like, Sorry, I got a bratwurst for you, though, or a hamburger. Do <clears throat> you feel like that? We got all sorts of ice cream. So just this, you know, I, I know George Burns said he smoked cigars every day from when he was 12 years old till he was 100 doesn't mean cigars are healthy for you. But just, just a little shout out for a living life your way. <clears throat> Story of Jackie Gleason. Went to the doctor and he's like, look, you got to lose weight. You got to cut out smoking. You got to cut out drinking. You got to cut out fat food. You got-. He said, look, doc, I'm going to drop dead someday. Anyway, I want to do it on my terms. I'm not cutting any of that stuff out. And, you know. Not, doesn't make him a hero to fat people. I'm just trying to say is there's something about living life on your own terms instead of how everybody would try to you know tell you you're stupid. Um, as Dennis Leary used to say, because he smoked nonstop, he goes, uh, "You act like the people who don't smoke. You act like it's not going to kill you." Bill Hicks used to have the same sort of bit too. It's like you non-smokers think you're going to live forever. So anyway, John Madden, uh, Fox actually said. In honor of John Madden, instead of the Fox NFL logo upper right of your screen, it'll now be a silhouette of Coach. Without him, Fox wouldn't be what it was. Remember, I remember watching Letterman, and they laughed. They go, Fox is going to form a fourth network. And we're like, a fourth network? That's not going to happen. And then they got the NFC. <laughs> it's like, what happened? And then they started the Tracy Ullman show, remember that? And they had a little cartoon called The Simpsons in the middle of it. Yeah, Fox was supposed to be a joke, and uh, it's no joke. And so I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. That's going to be their logo. And then at halftime, they switched back. They had it up there for a whole half. In TV, we call that the bug, the little uh, thing, upper right, lower right, upper left, lower left, whatever it is. It's called the bug. And um, I hate bugs, real ones and TV ones. It's just real estate on the screen you're taking up. But it should be ever so small. That's what it should be, ever so small. Whenever I watch a movie on stars with a Z, that little watermark bug will come in for about 10 minutes, and then it'll fade out, just to remind you where you are. But it was a pregame tribute from the crowd and moment of silence. And I can't think of too many other coaches that would have this sort of reverence around the league. What do Colts fans care about John Madden? Well, he went beyond that. I mean, you think about it, Dan Reeves passed away this weekend. They didn't have a moment of silence for him around the league. I'm sure they probably had one in Denver or Dallas or Atlanta. And nothing bad about Dan Reeves, who Made an art of losing Super Bowls. He did get one as a player with Dallas. But uh, it just goes to show you how much Madden meant to the entire league. So the uh, Raiders will actually be hosting the Chargers on Sunday night football. And uh, the Colts, as I mentioned, will go to Jacksonville. 1 800 87A play as we take a look around the league. The Bills beat the Falcons 29-15 to in Buffalo. That wasn't a surprise. Uh, the Falcons actually uh, still were alive for a playoff spot. They are done now. The Bills uh, are in the playoffs, as are the Patriots. They're 10-6. And you think about how disappointed they were with their poor showing last week, and I said they're going to get healthy real quick. They get the Jags in Foxborough, and boy, oh, boy, did they ever. 50-10. to Mac Jones throwing three touchdown passes feeling a lot better but yeah firing Urban Meyer maybe you got the uh the poison uh attitude culture influence whatever you want out of the uh out of the locker room but you didn't get better (laughs) 50 to 10 for New England uh and then a game that i I picked the Chiefs to win this game I thought it would be close and it was close it was a great game in Cincinnati um, and for a while there it looked like the Chiefs were going to be a little bit comfortable at halftime it was 28-17 and that's only an 11 point lead but you kind of think okay the Chiefs you know they're the ones that are the class of the AFC but how about Joe Burrow remember the Chiefs defense has had this I don't even call it a renaissance because when was the last time they had a good defense but 446 yards and four touchdown passes. Outdueling Patrick Mahomes, who was under 300 with two TDs. And Joe Mixon only ran for 46 yards. This was an aerial shootout, to say the least. And Joe Burrow came out ahead. The Bengals win that division. They end a very long playoff drought. The Ravens... And a game they had to have lost to the Rams in Baltimore. The Rams rallying for 13 points in the fourth quarter to win 20 to 19. Matt Stafford didn't look great in the beginning, but when it mattered, he got it done. Now, then again, the Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson. They had to go with Tyler Huntley, kid out of Utah. And uh, this really hurts the Ravens, but uh, the Rams now solidifying that uh, NFC West. The Titans beat down the Dolphins, I think we saw that coming, the Dolphins are now officially eliminated, and the Titans, with that victory, uh, now have a, uh, they have the bye in the AFC with the Chiefs' loss. Let's go to Chris, who is in uh, Oakland. How's it going, Chris?
9: Hey, Rick, uh, happy uh, New Year, sir, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, your Raiders looked pretty good yesterday, and they, they you know, they were my Raiders up until they moved, the second time in my life, but... Uh, no, it was looking good. Hey, my question is, uh, what was the Utah – in the? I don't know if you saw the Rose Bowl. But what was the Utah coach doing by not calling timeouts? Um, you know, and basically letting Ohio State run the clock out. Do you, do you have a take on that? or?
2: Yeah, um, You know, I've had Coach Winningham on my show. I think he's a, a tremendous coach. That was – and I was going to get to that. We will get to a lot of college football talk. Mm. Um, that was one of the greatest college football games I've seen in a long time. And to think that a guy right. – would have 349 yards and receiving is not even, I mean, you can't even hope for that in a video game. Um, I actually, when that went down, I had turned, I was going all around the dial. I actually missed that point. So tell me what happened.
9: No, I mean, so they basically, they were, you know, they're running it, you know, Ohio State was running the clock out. I mean, uh, Utah had all three timeouts, didn't call any timeouts. I mean, it was one of these things, and then they basically just, you know, won at the end. And I was, and my take was that, wow, you know, I mean, again, I've come on, man, I've never played football, I never, obviously, I'm not a coach, and I'm never going to be as good as these guys, but it just, it was one of these things, like, wow, man, you, you figure they should have, you know, he should have called his timeouts and and kind of kept the, some time on clock, because basically uh, Ohio State, you know, oh Utah was winning the whole game, and then Ohio State came back at the end and then just, you know, won it, and these guys didn't leave any time for them to come back, so it was just kind of an interesting. Hmm. juxtaposition, if I can use that word.
2: But uh, I guess, yeah. I guess I'll, I mean, I didn't see it, but I guess maybe he's thinking, I want the timeouts for when we get the ball back, and then he never got the ball back.
9: Right, but in college, right? In co- I mean, obviously in pros, you got the two-minute warning, but in college, you have, you know, every time you get a first down, you get a, you know, they basically stop the clock. So it was just, man, I'm never going to know these this stuff like these guys, but it just, you know, for one day out of the year, I, I felt I knew more than the coach, if I could say like that. Well, so by the way, day, you... Second- you, you, you
2: Chris, you don't need to have played, I mean, like, the, the, the greatest expert <laughs> ever. The greatest expert on D-Day was, um, uh, what's his name now? I was just going to say he wrote Band of it Brothers. It was Eisenhower or what? Uh, Stephen Not Ambrose. Eisenhower? Stephen Ambrose. Oh, Ambrose. Well, that, that, he's a great yeah. author. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. the late, great Stephen Ambrose. He didn't fight at D-Day, and he's the biggest expert ever. So you don't need to have played to, to know the game.
9: Okay, Rick, so we're going history now. So hey, is is Ulysses at simpson Grant. Was he a little overrated or not? I just, I want
2: your take. He wasn't overrated as a general, he was overrated as a president. But I got to run to yeah, a No, but, he,
9: but he, no, but remember dude, his I would big argue game
2: was... back that I would argue but... back that
9: Grant Grant, you know, he uh, uh, um what are we talking about? He got the uh, the budget in order and you know, a lot of the stuff was KKK was coming after him and things like that. He actually was a better president. I mean, people people just talk about him being a, you know, being a drunk and everything like that. And again, Lincoln's favorite line Hey, you know Grant's a butcher, but you know he's drunk, whatever, like that. But he's like, well, I'm gonna give my whiskey to, you know, give his whiskey to all my generals. So, I'm am a Grant guy. You know, I think he wasn't overrated. But.
4: Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros, just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get twenty dollars off their next in-store purchase of two hundred or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash pro extra. New year. More rewards. Pro extra. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save
3: big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can not publish them anywhere.
0: That's
10: 800-754-4531. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little known truths about annuities 800-760-1845, 800-760-1845,
0: 800-760-1845, that's 800-760-1845.
11: With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch.
10: So six hours from now?
11: Still sanitized.
10: 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're
11: really doing this.
10: 24 hours.
11: When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24. The sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? You spent over a decade in the Middle East. And I just
9: wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you I very much. For don't that. interrupt me, please. Thank you.
4: <laughs> what did I just say? Do you know who I am?
8: You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
2: Oh, the sports talk. one 800 play Sorry to cut you off there, Chris. We were going to a break. I thought I, I, thought, uh, I said so, but that's okay. You, I guess you couldn't hear the music playing you out like the Oscars. U.S. Uh, grant, though, unconditional surrender grant. There is, if you go to Washington, D.C., right in front of the Capitol, there's a very dramatic, huge statue of Grant on his horse, like in the rain, you say, how can it be in the rain? It's just like the statue is done like his hat is all wet and curved down. I think what's interesting is that after Grant did his two terms and then he was out in the 1880 election, you go to, here's a historical aside, try and stay awake. The um, Republican convention in Chicago, which was 10 years after the city was basically burned to the ground, they had, had this little renaissance building up all these new buildings. And the Republican Party was divided into the stalwarts and the, what were they called, the old boys. I forgot what it was, the stalwarts and the somethings, but they just despised each other. And so one side wanted to put U.S. up Grant again for a third term, and then these other guys, there was this guy Blaine, there was John Sherman, who was General Sherman's brother from Ohio, and a young congressman from Ohio named James A. Garfield, he gave the speech for Sherman, even though he didn't want him, but he thought he was asked to do it, he was from Ohio, so he said, okay. And his speech was so eloquent and calm and just saying, why are we fighting amongst ourselves? This is so stupid. And the people out there who are going to vote, they're not screaming and yelling. They're going to look at this sensibly. And so they took more than 30 ballots. And then finally, everybody just said, why don't we just vote for Garfield? And he's like, nope, I didn't put my name in. And the head of the party, this guy named Rohn, said, "Uh, it doesn't matter if you put your name in or not. You're going to shut up and sit down. And uh, you, you, there's no official thing. If they, if you get picked, you get picked. And so then Wisconsin put all their votes in, and then Maine, and then Kansas. And next thing you know, Garfield is the Republican nominee. That was supposed to be Grant going for his third term. And uh, that's how James A. Garfield got in the White House. Um, the guy on a born his father died when he was a young kid. He was in a log cabin, just dirt poor. Ended up uh, being a uh, canal man on the Erie Canal and falling in the water at 16. Somehow pulling himself up, decided to go back to school. And then he found out that he was by far the best student. And uh, let me do a whole uh, hour on James A. Garfield. Let's do that. Or we could get back to the Bears and the Giants. The Bears beat the Giants. They said in a game like this, I'll pick the home team. And that was the right call. How about Mike Glennon? Remember? I know I sound like I'm extra hard on guys sometimes. I said Mike Glennon is not capable of taking an NFL snap. Mike Glennon completed four passes for 24 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. This is a guy making millions of dollars. Once again, 24 yards, four completions. Two picks. Yeah, he's in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying I'm better than him now. But it's close. A six foot two, 56 year old guy who hasn't played football since the 80s. I think I would be better. (laughs) I would be just as bad. I don't think I could be worse. Well, then again, four attempts, two picks. I guess I could have thrown four picks. All right, I take that back. Mike Lennon is still better than me, but barely. Um, we were talking to uh, the ATN guy on uh, um, Friday about how I think the Eagles, with the playoff spot assured, are going to stink the bed up. They went to Washington and they did win. They got six points in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles stay alive at 9-7 and on the road against their rivals, Washington football team. Let's go to the East Bay. We got Vince in Lafayette. What's going on, Vince?
1: Oh, great. Yeah, I remember Garfield when when I was a newspaper boy. He was pretty uh, famous kitty cat there.
2: (laughs) Oh, you're talking
1: about the orange kitty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty I used to read that all the time but that's uh, <laughs> but I knew a lot about history though it was funny what was Garfield's things. owner John Oh God It's so hard <laughs> my brain is gone I just okay that was one of my favorite subjects is history but I don't know I mean but you know what the other big fighting was and again like I said back then I didn't care about politics you know but it was funny' it was like John Adams was the big fight that he wanted to be. Uh, like um, home, like only care about the U.S. and um, Jefferson wanted to get involved in everything in Europe. It was like, and it was a big fight in the country between the two sides. It's just funny. It's like the U.S. has always been fighting among themselves. It's never ended. We're still doing it today, which is crazy. I don't, you know, I I don't care. I mean, I didn't vote for our current president, but I support him 100% because he's my president, and that's the way I feel, and no matter who's president, that's the way I roll. But um, that's not what I'm um, calling for. I want to get your opinion. I know you you do this Friday, but I want to get these two football picks in now because I can't wait till Friday. One is the 49ers playing the Rams. Are they going to win, or who's going to win? And the other one is the Raiders against the Chargers. Who's going to win that one?
2: Well, I feel. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Raiders. Um, but then again, I you, know, you remember in Hugh Jackson got off to that great start, and then lost the last three in that last game. I was at the Coliseum. I was on the sideline, actually, and they lost to the Chargers and Phillip Rivers at home. They were out of the playoffs. It was heartbreaking. The Broncos at 8-8 eight and eight won the division, and Tim Tebow was their quarterback, and then they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. It was just a. It was really bad. Um, I think the Raiders win that game. I think the, the Rams beat the 49ers, though.
1: Does New Orleans win their game? So, 49ers will be out of the playoffs. They're
2: playing Atlanta. well. That's the thing. The, yeah, the, the Niners are actually um, uh, above. Uh, if you look at the uh, the playoffs right now, the Niners are actually above Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is already in because New or- yeah, yeah, New Orleans can't catch them. But the 49ers have the tiebreak over the Eagles. They're both nine and seven. Right. The, only, the only team that's still work. alive, as you mentioned, is uh, the Saints. So if the Niners are nine and eight, and then the Saints win, they would take the Niners spot. So I don't know if the Saints are going to win. Know. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think the Saints will probably be Atlanta. That's why I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm Bay Area, even though I don't care. If Vegas stole our team, or teams, I should say. The other thing I was going to ask you about, and I'm getting. I was really um, on your side for a long time, but I'm now I'm switching over, and it's not anything bad. Uh, that's with the Oakland A's. I look at that stadium. It's absolutely gorgeous that they're going to build, um, you, know, uh, you know, if they build that one in, out here in Oakland. The thing is the A's are not acting like they're out of there. They're saying that they want Oakland to hurry up with a decision. They're supposed to have the decision all wrapped up by the uh, uh, middle of February. So I think there's a really good chance the A's are going it. To... I mean, you look at that ballpark. I mean, isn't that gorgeous? I don't know if you looked at it on the photos. Isn't that gorgeous I've looked at it a million a times.
2: It, it, it looks like a fantasy. It doesn't look real. It would be great if they got it built. But they're, the A's are pumping up Oakland to keep the leverage in Las Vegas. They, they can't just say, you know, we're out for sure. And they have to still make Vegas think they're going to stay in Oakland. But they're still three more votes and every time there's a vote, I have zero faith in it getting passed. You know, people will say, We should put that money into the WNBA. I mean, they're there are literally people who think that they should concentrate more on the WNBA. Yeah,
1: sure. And I should concentrate on it on, on great school football too. But I mean Yeah, uh, I would know, not go to I one the no thing. offense
2: to WNBA. <laughs> I wouldn't walk across the street to go to a WNBA game. I'm sorry I just nothing against I love female sports. I love female tennis. I love uh, uh, gymnastics and ice skating and all that. I just have no interest in the WNBA. I,
1: I want to ask you something else. It's, this is controversial. And again, like I said, it doesn't matter. It's just controversial. So every opinion goes out there. What do you think about dudes competing in women's sports? I mean, personally, I'm against it. I, I just think it's not fair for women. I mean, I really support women's sports, even. I mean, I had a daughter that you know, you know, she was artistic, competed in women's sports, and I just don't think that's fair. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not mad at you if you go to the other side. Well, just,
2: well, the thing is, is nowadays, well, well, nowadays, as you put, dude, um, what qualifies as a dude has completely changed, and gender identity is something now that you can pick, and. Um, if you were a, uh, you know, if, if Michael Jordan decided, you know, look, as I said, it's a touchy subject, but the whole thing about uh, gender identity um, has completely changed, and that's something that the Olympics have grappled with, with transgendered uh, athletes. I don't really have a strong opinion one way or another. I, I think whatever makes people happy Uh, if you can, if that's what you want to be, if that's what you really think you are, then you should be your true self. You shouldn't live a lie. Now, then again, I've never had anyone compete against me that I thought had an advantage. So that's why I've never really had an opinion on it one way or another. But the idea of gender is completely changed now.
1: Yeah, I'm not against them, you know, choosing what they are. It's just that if you're born a male, you have a tremendous advantage. I mean, that's why there's, like, they had this women's, uh, or man, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he was a man and switched to a woman, but he was like a college athlete as a man. And so he's pretty good. And now he's smashing all the women's records. And it just doesn't seem fair. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm not saying he, he could call himself or she could call himself whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm not against that. I, I feel, you know, I'm not. I just feel in sports it should be, you know, separated. Maybe they have a third category then,
2: you know. I I, I don't know either. But to me it was sort of like, you know, when guys like Ichiro would come over and win Rookie of the Year, he's a 10-year vet who hit 330 in Japan. You know, (laughs) you say, was he really a rookie? Well, that's a different way of looking at it. Um, I don't. I don't feel strongly enough, but yes, you're right. I mean, yes, it seems like a disadvantage on paper. I totally agree with you, Vince, but I, it doesn't bother me enough to have a strong opinion one way or another.
1: Well, I mean, because I look at it this way. I mean, I was a marathon runner, long-distance runner. I was pretty good, competed at Division One college, you know, all the way through. Uh, I would, There was no woman that could beat me. But if I switched, like, sex and said, okay, now I'm a woman, I would be, like, Olympian champion. But I had no business being near the Olympics. so I wasn't that good. I wasn't an Olympian. But I was just a very good runner. But I, that's what I mean. I, I could I could relate to it that way as a track star. Um, but I wasn't like Olympian. I ran against Olympians, <laughs> and I used to joke about it. I, I lined up with them. I was there at the start of the race, and I watched it. <laughs> when I finished, I saw them on the side. On the side because yeah, you know, they were at a different level. I mean, much better than I was. And um, but. I don't know. I, I, that's why I look at it that way. I mean, I was an athlete. My son's an athlete. He's football, baseball. But, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I just think I, I like to protect the women's sports. I mean, I'm not going to go out like you going out. To like I agree with you. I, I'm not going to women's basketball or women's track or anything. But they should be allowed to compete. I mean, that's why I, don't like, you know, I like the Title mine for that, you know, saying that at least women have a chance to have their sports and not being, you know, eliminated because yeah. all the money goes in the mail. You know, and All right, Vince, yeah, no, I know, it's
2: uh, it's a quandary at times. i got to run to a break, but thanks for a call.
1: Yeah, and go, Grant, I mean, I am laughing with your history there. I mean, I'm a big weeds follower, too, though, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: All right, thanks a lot. I'm Rick Tittle, come on back.
5: The big stuff, who do you think you are? It's the big stuff, you're never
12: going to get my love.
0: please 800-756-3744 800 3744 800-756-3744 that's 800-756-3744
13: what are you so happy about i'm on the pill aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids not her me uh you lost me there buddy
11: Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789.
0: 944 1789
12: That's 800-944-1789. Tadel is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to
0: the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors It was a deflection Hit into the air by Willie Brown And Connors came down with a pass And the Raiders stopped the Chargers Without six, without even three On that drive
8: Cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio.
2: I know. I mean, rate. Right? Am I rate one eight hundred eight <laughs> seven eight play? You know, all you can really ask for if you're a Raider fan at this point is to. Uh, and by the way, Chris, you say you're Raiders. It seems like you watch the games every week. I'm just saying, buddy. Um, all you can ask for as a Raider fan is just the last game of the season to have a spot to get to the playoffs. Because normally I'm looking at the draft on Halloween, not just out of curiosity, but out of necessity, who will be available? Who can we get? And then whoever it is, I always end up hating it. Like Cleveland Furl came in just to get a flag. I mean, <laughs> I almost wish he would do an Antonio Brown and just get, just quit the team by the way I'm going to go fully into the Antonio Brown thing here in the next hour Uh, get into uh, timelines and such things because if there's anybody who should be on suicide watch it's that guy and I'm being serious right now his self destructiveness is is amazing to be on a first place team and to do that to yourself All right, we got two more hours come on back y'all
13: Say Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: The mostly partisan January 6th commission says they have gotcha testimony against President Trump. Democrat Representative Bernie Thompson, who chairs the panel on CNN Sunday. Uh, yes, we have. Uh, we have significant testimony that leads us to believe that the White House had been told uh, to do something. Congressman Thompson appears to be making a case for public opinion and not a court of law. Asked whether this would contribute to a possible criminal referral, the Mississippi Democrats said, quote, we don't know, end quote. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Sunday that he has tested positive for COVID. In a statement Sunday, he said he was fully vaccinated with the booster shot having been administered in October and was feeling only mild symptoms. His last in-person meeting with President Biden was December 21st. Thanks for listening. USA Radio News.
4: This view was worth a hike.
5: Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health.
0: Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk.
8: Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
0: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com.
9: I'm in.
5: The federal government has changed some of its pandemic protocols. After the CDC revised its
9: guidance on isolation for asymptomatic COVID-19 patients, Dr. Anthony Fauci on CNN's State of the Union indicating that federal health officials are
3: considering an amendment. There has been some concern about why we don't ask people at that five-day period to get tested. That is something that is now under consideration. The CDC is very well aware that there has been some pushback about that. The
9: CDC in its revision shortening that isolation timeline from 10 days to 5. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott.
5: Starting New Year's Day, federal law now bans many types of -of out-of-network medical bills and puts the burden on doctors and health insurance companies to resolve their payment disputes. Consumers can now breathe a sigh of relief because in many scenarios, they should no longer face unexpected charges from doctors who are not in their insurance networks. USA Radio News. As defund the police is exposing a major uptick in violence in cities that embrace the Democrat policy, brand new New York City Mayor Eric Adams describes what he's going to do to curb the lawlessness of some in New York City.
7: And so our intervention is immediately having a plainclothes anti-gun unit to do precision policing, going after gangs taking down gang units violence and gangs crews that is creating this violence
5: nypd police commissioner key sewell
4: my focus and intentions are clear
3: seize the guns stop the violence stop the shooting and save lives
5: the fire that burned some of parliament in south africa on sunday may have been arson
7: A large fire caused significant damage to buildings in South Africa's Parliament complex in Cape Town. A 51-year-old man had been taken into custody for questioning in connection with the fire, which destroyed the chamber of the National Assembly. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa visited the scene of the fire. He said it was devastating news just after the death of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy
5: King. Some freezing rain and snow has moved through Virginia into Washington, D.C., a storm that is expected to be the largest since 2019, should produce four to six inches of snowfall by Monday afternoon. Lance Pry, USA Radio News.
6: I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message.
0: that's 800-817-2968.
9: Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy.
11: I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it.
1: Ricky T in the hizzle for
11: shizzle, biznatch.
2: Thank you for that. back to the show. one 800 Play. You know, the, um, this era of these goofy helmets, like Oregon never wears the same helmet every game. A lot of schools like Maryland, ASU's been doing that as well. But the Utah Utes and the Rose Bowl had a helmet said UU with a rose on it. I thought that was really cool. They had Rose Bowl helmets. And 48-35, but most notably the greatest game in the history of all bowl games. In the granddaddy of them all, and that is Jackson Smith in Jigba, the wide receiver for Ohio State, 347 yards receiving on 15 catches and three touchdowns. Um, I don't know how (laughs) you do something like that, but he set the Ohio State record for receptions in a season, 95 and yards receiving, 606. The previous record in the history of the Rose Bowl was Keyshawn Johnson for USC had 216 yards. And um, he blew that out by almost 150 yards. But for a player who caught just 10 passes last year in the pandemic, what a breakout year he had. And uh, uh, I, it's just, uh, what can you say? It's a game with no defense, but uh, the Pac-12 uh, looked like they were going to get it done there with the it Didn't happen. The Buckeyes roll. All right. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. Uh, every show at eleven twelve, I check in with someone from a number guest number.com today. It'll be Mick Yardley, my lone guest today. Does he really count as a guest? Yes, he does. He drop it, and we'll talk NBA. I'll get back to the Antonio Brown saga, which I left off as he left Oakland and went to uh, New England. Cliffhanger! Big shout out to our troops listening on AFN. I'm a supporter. Come on back. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive
9: Number One, Number Two employee. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't hang up. You need to hear this. You gotta quit wearing that aviator jacket. Nobody's buying it. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me, but at Progressive, we're all about giving it to people straight. That's why we show our rates alongside our competitors' rates. And when you're helping people find great rates, you don't need some jacket to look cool. Just keep rocking that scarf. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company
3: and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
11: What are you so happy
13: about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, You lost me there, buddy. Steelman pills. Things weren't always looking up, if you catch my drift. So my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steelman pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over forty pills for only ninety-nine dollars. Uh, I have this friend who might be looking. and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steelman pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I. I mean my v- friend will be on it
5: steel man pills going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction
0: 800-399-3691 800-399-3691 800-399-3691 that's 800-399-3691 at alico.com, let us help you create your own backyard oasis, offering fire pits, pergolas, awnings, patio furniture, heaters, inflatable hot tubs, and more. We employ a group of highly skilled and knowledgeable employees who are happy to help you each step of the way. View our full selection at Aleko.com. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout.
4: Aleko.com.
12: beating the books at their own game visit against the number.com that's against the number.com
5: titillating
4: sports with rick tittle rick tittle is a genius the best show ever he's so wonderful genius the best show ever He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a, he's so handsome. He's a genius.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Hour three underway. It's time to check out with one of the prognosticators from AgainstTheNumber.com, which is a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only. Beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple, and the results are real. Joining us once again is our friend Mick Yardley. He's going to talk about the NBA, and Mick, from what I understand, my friend, you are on a hot streak
7: oh yeah
14: nine game win streak what when you get it to a hot streak like that do
2: you think like you should go to a roulette table or maybe play some craps or what do you what do you do you wear the same socks what do you do to keep it going
14: oh well I think the the main thing is consistency I keep it like I like to stick to a system so when I'm on a hot streak i I do exactly the same things that I've been doing to keep the hot streak going so I, I don't like switch the bats up or anything or Like, they're all the same units. Like, I I rely on my record. So, like, everything, most of it's one unit. So, I'll just keep playing. And, like, I hone in on these games, and I just try to keep it going. Doing what I've been doing to keep the streak going.
2: Do you eat the same hoagie every day? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
14: I mean, I switch up my meals every day. But, you know, when it comes to the actual betting, I just try to keep it, like, Stay on the system. Just stay stay with the course and hope for the best.
2: That's right, and you can find out what that system is at againstthenumber.com. Let's talk a little NBA. Kevin Durant warned his teammates uh, that uh, he said that they came in with what he called a effed-up attitude, and they lost to an undermanned Clipper team to start the year. We know that it looks like Kyrie is coming back for, for road games. How do you uh, read the Nets and what Durant had to say?
14: Uh, I mean, one thing I could say is that's a that's a really weird team right now. Like, the Nets are good, don't get me wrong, but there, there's a lot going on, and, and I, obviously COVID has a lot to do with that. Like, you said Kyrie, like, he's coming back for away games. Like, it, it, it's weird to, like, be a team and have to prepare for that, you know? Like, oh, well, you're only going to play road games. So, but I guess they get into that system and, and you know, like, He's available when he's available, so they just got to adjust. Because you know New York has like some of the strictest lockdown and COVID policies there is, so it's like they're really not going to let this guy play home games. That's just really shocking to me that we're entering this world.
2: The only team playing 800 ball are the Golden State Warriors, and Clay Thompson is very close to return this month. Steve Kerr has said his philosophy is he doesn't just. Put these guys in piecemeal. He's a starter, and he will start. Um, what do you think about Thompson joining the best team in the NBA?
14: Well, Clay Thompson. I mean, he he's a great basketball player. Now he's been out for a year and a half, about right. But you you know my you know how I feel about the Warriors. I think they're playing the best ball right now, and, and it is they're 28 and seven. They're exactly 800. Uh, I mean, this team just works so hard. I mean, they're all, like you see them, they're always running around the court. They're like moving without the ball. You know, that's what it is. They just wear defenses down, and they play tremendous defense. That's a big misconception with the Warriors. A lot of unders come in with the Warriors because they play such lockdown D. Now, Thompson, anytime you add a shooter like that to your team, he, he's going to fit right in. I don't think he'll – like make the kind of splash we all think right away but once he gets acclimated he's going to fit right in and they're going to be very hard to beat in the series in the playoffs.
2: Utah coach Quinn Snyder said that he thinks Draymond Green belongs in the MVP conversation. I'm hard on Draymond sometimes because I see him every game and I see the crazy turnovers and stuff but uh, you know, obviously he's a winner and when he comes in he makes the offense click I don't think he's an MVP candidate, but what did you think about Snyder's uh, little quip?
14: I mean, I like Draymond Green. I do. He's but a lot of what Draymond Green does doesn't show up on the stat sheet. He, I mean, this guy's all over the place. He plays great defense. He's a distributor. He's a big. He's a big guy who plays D, rebounds, distributes, and he kind of makes that whole team just gel. Like he's almost the centerpiece of the team. You know, he might only average eight or nine points a game, but you know, he he's out there passing the ball, playing defense, and he, he keeps the team going. He does. I I really like Draymond Green, but MVP, I don't know. That might be a stretch.
2: I look at the Lakers, Mick, and. They really like Rondo. LeBron likes him. Vogel likes him. But he's being traded essentially for Stanley Johnson. That's not who they're getting. They're getting Denzel Valentine. They're going to cut him just to get room to get Johnson on the roster. And you just think about uh, the way the Lakers season has gone. What do you think about the Lakers as it stands to you know, make some noise in the playoffs right now? What are they? They're 500 teams sitting in a mm-hmm. seventh spot.
14: Yeah, I mean, I I think everyone needs to calm down with the Lakers. Like, I think this is a team that's just, you know, getting a feel for each other. You know, they brought in all these new players this year, and, yeah, all right, they're 500 right now. And, you know, obviously with COVID, the thing with this this COVID right now is that you just don't know who's going to play and who's not going to play on any given night. Like, you look at the injury reports, like when I cast these games – You look at the injury report, and it's just always changing. It's always changing right now. But I think later in the season, this is a team that will click. I just just don't think they've done it yet. But I think when the time comes, like, I can't imagine this team being on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Like, this team will absolutely make the playoffs. And when when you get into a series, I think, you know, a team like the Lakers – I think they're going to be okay. Now obviously like Golden State and Phoenix, like these these are the elite teams in the West. But when it, when you get into the playoffs, I think the Lakers are going to be okay. I really do. I think and I think they'll figure it out later in the year once they play some more games.
2: You know, Houston suspended Kevin Porter and Christian Wood for their game last night against the, uh, or tonight I should say, against the Sixers, they got into an argument with uh, John Lucas II, the assistant head coach, and uh, Wood is the leading scorer. But Porter is a guy who, I mean, USC suspended him. He got arrested with a gun and weed one time. He was alleged to have punched a woman. I just wonder what this means to the Rockets, or is just one of these things where this happens in sports where things get heated?
14: Well, I mean, I think... You know, stuff like this happens in sports all the time. Um, I, now, I
5: now I'm aware
14: of the situation of what happened last night, but I haven't really like looked into it. But yeah, what he got into an argument with his coach on the sideline during the game or something, mm-hmm. Kevin Porter. Um, yeah, I mean Houston, they're they're pretty much bottom of the barrel, ten and twenty-seven. So, I mean, they're. Houston's not going to be there, so I don't know. I don't think they're going to make much noise. But hey, I, they're building something down there. Like I'm really high on Christian Wood. He's a really good NBA. He's really good player. Former
2: Piston. Let me ask you one more question, Mick. Speaking of the Pistons tonight, they're in Milwaukee, and I was just looking at the line. Uh, they're getting 16. Uh, Big spread. With- yeah, that's a lot. Um, but then again, they're a team with six wins taking on the champs in their building. How, what do you think about that spread?
14: Uh, it's a huge spread. Anytime you see 16 in the NBA, you got to kind of take a step back and be like, wow, like that's a huge spread. And, the, and there's a lot of games like that tonight. Like the Sixers are minus 14 against the Rockets. The Bulls are minus 14 against the Magic. And then you got 16. I mean... If I were if I were gonna bet on that game, I would probably just lay the 16 with the Bucks. Um, I mean, the Pistons are terrible. They're pretty they're pretty terrible. And plus 16, I I, I don't think I would bet the Pistons there. I, if I had to bet on that one, I'd probably lay the points. There he is,
2: Mick Yardley. Check him out at againstthenumber.com. Mick, thanks for coming on and giving us your NBA insights. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Have a good, have a good one. Uh, all right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with open lines on the other side.
7: Blue goo a try call one 888 330 and you'll receive a one week supply of blue goo absolutely free the makers of blue goo are even paying the shipping the number again is one 888 330 if you want more information on blue goo visit online at www.dothegoo.com now available at select big five stores near you wait
6: she must have meant 10 o'clock at night Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? (laughs) I just figured she was a raging alcoholic.
8: I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you.
2: All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Open lines the rest of the way. By the way, I did mention that the Raiders Charger game is now Sunday night football. That got flexed. A couple others got flexed as well. Chiefs Broncos is moving to Saturday and Cowboys Eagles is moving to Saturday night. Um, So just a little flexing uh, right for you as I flex my muscles. Niners at Rams, still 125 out here on the West Coast. All right, wither A.B. So he goes to the Patriots, right? Yeah. Give me 84. Give me uh, Tom Brady, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The Brown saga took a turn because then there was a lawsuit in the Southern District of Florida. A trainer, physical trainer, her name is Brittany Taylor, she claimed that Brown sexually assaulted her on multiple occasions over the last three years, including one, quote, forcible rape. Taylor is a former gymnast who attended Central Michigan the same time Brown did, met him there. She filed a lawsuit claiming Brown sexually assaulted her on three occasions, from June 17 to May 18. The lawsuit is public record, if you wanted to read it. But since the lawsuit was filed, Brown released his own statement, saying each and every allegation in the lawsuit we deny. The Patriots released a statement saying the team takes these allegations very seriously and they planned their own investigation. By the way, that investigation has not been concluded. <clears throat> so Brown made his Patriots debut week two in Miami. And in his first action, four receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. And At that point, the Brady-Brown rapport looked like it had been several years in the making. I remember, Tom Brady the whole time, even yesterday, Tom Brady was talking about him on a real human level. Just saying, I'm worried about him, we love him, blah, 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 blah. So, week two, not too bad, huh? Got a touchdown. Looks like he's really going to help. And maybe the next, excuse me, Randy Moss-esque revival in Boston. But now, just hours after Bill Belichick abruptly walked out of a press conference with all the questions about Brown, they cut him. The quote from the Patriots, their statement, Red, the New England Patriots are releasing Antonio Brown. We appreciate the hard work of many people over the past 11 days, but we feel that it is best to move in a different direction at this time. (coughs) Brown at first said (coughs) on Twitter, quote, thank you for the opportunity, Patriots. Hashtag go win it. And then uh, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, took to social media, and he said it's unfortunate things did not work out the Patriots, but Antonio is healthy and is looking forward to his next opportunity in the NFL. He wants to play the game he loves and hopes to play for another team. But then you might remember that he was started getting a little bit mad and he started talking about Robert Kraft at the stripping, uh, massage parlor, I should say, not strip club, massage parlor in Florida. But he was mulling retirement he would say on social media, I think I'm going to retire, and a few days later say, you know, let's get it. He kept talking about the Antonio Brown fans, and I thought, "What do you think you're LeBron or Steph Curry? Or do you think you're Tom Brady? Do you think there are people who love just you and will follow you to any team? <coughs> Excuse me. There are people like that, but I think you can count them on one hand, and they're related to them. Um You think about the situation in that time when the mother of his children was on the front lawn and the cops came over and he was calling her every horrible word you could call a woman in front of those kids. He was challenging the cops, knowing that they couldn't arrest him by just what he was saying, uh, verbally abusing the police uh, as well. But after he got cut by New England, the NFL suspended him for eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, you go back to um, just before Halloween in 2020. He visited the Bucks. Tom Brady beating the drum to get him in. Three days later, he signed a one-year deal. He was reinstated by the league on November 3rd. Made his Bucks debut on Sunday Night Football. And in the second half of the season, 45 catches, 483 yards, and four touchdowns, <clears throat> which is a great return. If you think about um, doubling that, if he played all 16 games, it would have been 90 catches for nearly 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Tampa Bay, of course, would eventually go to the Super Bowl, and Brown would be a key figure in that victory over the Chiefs, 31-9, to 9, five catches and a touchdown, <clears throat> and he got his first Super Bowl victory. After re-signing with the Bucks in the last season, Got off to a pretty strong strong start this year. Uh, first five games, 418 yards, 29 catches, and four touchdown catches. Then he missed time. Why? Well, he missed time because he was hurt, and then he got suspended three games by the NFL because he faked his VAX card. So there was some question about whether the Bucks would even bring him back after the suspension. And but. Chris Godwin out for the season. Mike Evans got hurt. And so they reluctantly, I think, after the embarrassment of that, brought him back. And then week 17 yesterday, he walked out on the team in the third quarter of the game, taken off his uniform. And um, uh, a lot of the teammates tried to calm him down, Mike Evans and others. But when Arians twice said, go into the game, and Arians refused he said get out first question after the game Arians was asked um, what's the deal he said he's no longer a buck and they said what happened and he said I want to talk about guys who are on the team I don't want to talk about guys who aren't on the team and so that basically put an end to that but as I said you talk about um, the hubris that one guy can have where he feels that he's always been above the team, and it didn't start off that way, <clears throat> for him. Remember, this guy played at a MAC school. It's not like he was coming out of Florida State or USC or Penn State or some, you know, not even a Pac-12 school. Like even if he was coming out of like Arizona, he would have been more highly touted than Central Michigan. Um, but there's no doubting his talent. You know, he was on his way to the Hall of Fame. Um, The numbers he has right now are better than guys like Lynn Swan, who are already in the Hall of Fame. Um, So uh, he was on his way to that. But when you see, and I got to see it in person, uh, at OTAs in camp. Now, when I was there, he was all smiles. He's a guy who usually is very jocular. He's all smiles. He's not one of these sort of recalcitrant guys who, like Rich Gannon, was always frowning. That was just his thing. He would frown at me. He would give me the evil eye. And I'm like, what did I do? That was just his thing. I think it was his way of sort of like taking control and having power was just to act tough at all times. Now, some people have compared AB to TO, which I think is a ridiculous comparison. Uh, TO was a kind of a crybaby, but TO never quit (laughs) like this guy has quit. TO is in the Hall of Fame. Of course, first guy not to show up for his speech and induction. Uh, But, uh, no, uh, listen, T.O. was critical of Antonio Brown. That's a stupid comparison to make, unless you just want to put anyone who's a little bit of a pain in the ass all on the same barrel of apples. But Antonio Brown, just the self-destructive nature of a guy who, how many different chances has he got? You know, the Raiders gave up a three and a five for a guy who never played one solitary down for them. And you wonder why the Raiders struggle and struggle and struggle. Um, And by the way, I was a trade that I loved at the time because Antonio Brown's rap sheet was that he cried his way out of Pittsburgh, which is not a good thing. But you kind of hope, well, you know, there he is with Derek Carr. (laughs) I I didn't trust it, but still, a three and a five for Antonio Brown. I'll take it, because he's that good. That's why New England said, we'll take him. He didn't like his helmet. He argued with everybody, hot air balloon, ripped his bottom of his feet off. We'll take him. And then New England, or, or I should say uh, Tampa Bay, we'll take him. Now, is anybody going to take him now? Is anybody going to take him? I don't think so.
4: All 800
2: 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back.
4: Not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: 2080.
4: As a professional painter, you're only as good as your last job. Make it count with Bare Pro i300 interior paint from the Home Depot, starting at just $15.99 a gallon. And that's before the Pro Extra discount. You get superior hide and coverage, fast, easy application with a sprayer, roller, or brush, and you'll make sure your next job is your best job. Bear Pro i300 interior paint starting at just $15.99 a gallon. Now at the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Available in-store and online.
12: Yeah, we're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the
6: tailpipe? (laughs) It should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe.
11: Waking
9: up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of
14: odd. No barking from the dog,
8: no small. Rick Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy.
2: Thank you for that, and lines are available if you want to get in. 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, college football, some great New Year's Day bowl games. The Outback Bowl, Suey Pig, how about Arkansas beating Penn State 24 to ten. The Citrus Bowl, mildly shocking. The Kentucky Wildcats beating Iowa 20 to 17. Kentucky getting their tenth victory, so they're no slouch, but I think a lot of people had Iowa in that one. The Fiesta Bowl, great game. Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame really s to the bed on that they had that game one (laughs) and how about them cowboys a nine over a five there and of course their coach left did notre dame and some people might point to that but whenever i see mike gundy mike gundy and i are the same age he was the osu quarterback when i played college football and he is mr Stillwater through and through he is a poke and he's been the coach there for a long time and um I remember on this show doing a bit about, talk to me, I'm a man, I'm 40. Remember that tirade? And whenever I see him, I just laugh. I always think, I'm a man, I'm 40. Speaking of 40s, that was the scores in the Rose Bowl, as I mentioned, 48 to 45, Ohio State over Utah, one of the best games. Unless you like defense, it was a horrible game. And then the Sugar Bowl, Baylor beat Ole Miss 21 to 7, and that was tough with Matt Corral being uh, carted out in the first quarter after hurting his right leg on a, a sack. They put in this true freshman named Luke Altmeyer. He played admirably well. He had a touchdown and threw two interceptions as well, but got sacked 10 times. What was he supposed to do? And Baylor just kept giving the ball to Abram Smith, went for 172 yards on the ground. <clears throat> but yeah, there were some great bowl games and Um, we get the CFP title game a week from tonight and why we have to wait a week. I always think is um, like they should just play it Saturday night. If you want to, I mean, you can still have a break for it right there, but uh, you just wonder if George is going to step up. And the the question I have is why would we think George is going to step up? What, 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 Possible. I mean, you say, well, they really stepped up in their semifinal game against Michigan. Yeah, but what happens when they play um, Alabama? <laughs> what do they play? You know, they they go into a shell. So <clears throat> we'll talk about it more as we get closer. Um, more fallout about the um, week 17 season. As I mentioned, still have one more game: Cleveland at to Pittsburgh tonight too. But Joe Judge, remember, he is the Giants head coach. He was the New England's special team coach when he got the job. And he is furious and firing off shots in this latest embarrassment, which was a 29-3 shellacking of the Chicago Bears. And <clears throat> there were several other head coaches and organizations caught up in his crossfire. So the Giants, four and twelve. How they beat the Raiders, I don't know. It's humiliating. But 4-12 and 12 on the season, that was the last team they beat was the Raiders. They're in a five-game losing streak, and they crawl into the regular season finale against Washington. And there are a lot of questions about the future of not just this team, the quarterback, but of the head coach. And his answers to some of those questions was to fire off a tirade at the press conference, which came with, profanity not so veiled threats aimed at other teams head coaches firmer and current what did he say he said i don't ever ask for patience from anybody let's get that clear right now all right and the fans have every right to have an opinion that's why they're fans they have every right you buy a ticket come to the stadium you have every right to boo me going out of the stadium That's what we sign up for, right? And it's New York. It's supposed to be a tough place to be. Certain cities in this country, they don't even know if their team is playing today, all right? So you sign up for a job in a city like New York, you expect to have this. Now, at first you think, all right, fair enough, Um, admitting that he's not getting the job done. But then he continues. This ain't a team that's having fistfights on the sideline. This ain't some clown show organization or something else, okay? Now, that's a very obvious jab at Ron Rivera and Washington, who had Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen in a fistfight at AT AT&T Stadium when they got humiliated by the Dallas. And that was one which Payne put his finger in Allen's temple and pushed before Allen jumped up, took a swing at him, it's uh, <clears throat> that's sure not to go over well when the Giants face off Washington um, but Judge wasn't dumb because there was enough ammunition for his predecessor in New York, a guy named Pat Shermer, who currently is the OC for the Broncos after having been fired <clears throat> Judge said, when I came in here and I sat down with all the players, I wanted to know what it was like in here, what we had to change from their mouths to every man Every player looked me in the eye and said, Joe, it's not a team. They don't play hard. We're out of the playoffs. Everybody quit. Everybody tapped. They stopped showing up to captain's meetings, all that stuff, right? They tapped out, okay? I'll tell you right now, if you're in the damn building, you walk on through our locker room, you ain't seeing that crap you saw before I arrived, all right? You ain't seeing guys planning vacations. You ain't seeing golf clubs in front of player's locker. You ain't seeing that type of stuff, okay? You ain't seeing it. And all right, that's not because some high school program, because we're cracking the whip, <clears throat> End quote. But wait, there's more. As the desperation in his words <clears throat> kept going. Because remember, he already had Jason Garrett, the OC, fired weeks ago, and they have sucked worse with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays and yes having Daniel Jones hurt didn't help but was Mike Glennon really the best they could muster at quarterback Remember what I said four passes two picks no touchdowns right <clears throat> doesn't that put the blame on the coaching staff and the GM Dave Gettleman because the owner John Mara he made it clear in the offseason that he was getting sick and tired of no playoffs And he put a playoff mandate on Joe Judge and company. And he says that he fears that the team will fall back into a rut and that'll turn the fan base against them. So Judge continued, the toughest thing to change in a team, the toughest thing to change in a club is the way people think. You understand that? You can get new players. They've got to change how they effing, pardon my, how they believe in what you're doing which is why I don't come up here and try to assassinate some player because I think it's going to save my ass end quote <clears throat> okay well Mara said you lose credibility with them when you talk to them like that listen that was way before this Mara gave the green light to Gettleman to add major weapons and free agency and they forked out for Kenny Galladay at wide receiver They gave big money for the former USC corner Adore Jackson And it's all been an exercise in abject futility right? The Giants are going to finish With a 5th consecutive losing season The last two a judge at the helm They are the 2nd worst NFL offense And on Sunday against the Bears <laughs> Glennon threw If you count ever the sacks Glennon threw for negative 10 passing yards <laughs> It's just, how come I can see, and listen, it's not just me. I've been watching the NFL for decades, okay? A third grader can tell you that Mike Lennon should not be playing in the NFL. <clears throat> Literally a third grader. So it sounds, Do you, what do you think judge is asking for there? I think he's asking publicly for more time in this job. That's what he's doing. He's not making any friends around the league, but he's not concerned about that. But if you're the, the Mara family and you're looking at that, you probably think, uh, this guy's a clown. He's not, you got to have class, don't you? I always like the classy coaches. Tom Flores, Tom Landry, Bill Walsh, Don Shula, you know, the, the quiet leaders. It's like, oh no, the ship is sinking. And you look at your captain and he's like, we're fine. We'll patch it up or we'll get lifeboats. Just shut up. Don't worry about it. Those are the guys I like. Now, then again, there have been coaches that have ranted and raved and have been great. John Madden, Bill Parcells. I mean, you can go down the line, Rex Ryan. <clears throat> there are guys who have had success screaming their heads off. I just want to win. And, yes, John Madden is my favorite coach of uh, of all time. By the way, the actress, Rooney Mara, she's uh, – very talented, lovely and talented Rooney Mara. Um, both her grandparents are NFL owners, Steelers and Giants. How about that? And um, if she was a boy, she'd probably be working in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's what I think. Anyway, um, <clears throat> these. this is the time when I remember the late Tony Sperano, the poor guy, at his press conference talking about how on the, uh, the whole body of work, he should get another year as the Raiders head coach. And they fired Dennis Allen, and he took over on an interim basis. And then I said, you guys were 0-8 on the road, if you count London, um, which was a home game. What was it about getting on a plane? He goes, it had nothing to do with getting on a plane. I said, well, you suffered the worst loss in the history of the Raiders, 52-3 whatever, at the St. Louis Rams. Yeah, but look at the body of work. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, that's Joe, Joe Judge, just, just going on this temperament, trying to say, oh, we're not like other teams. We're not like them. I'm not like him. We're not like that. I'm not like the old coach. Well, you know what? You suck just as bad as the old coach. In fact, maybe even worse. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline.
0: Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's
11: 800-756-3744. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789.
0: 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789.
10: Do you own an annuity? Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable?
9: and vulgarity begin. I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty raps to my Eastside side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap.
8: Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it because it already done got brought.
2: Gotten brought. And by the way, it's not often I read a golfer's tweet, but it's pretty good. Brooks Kepka says, Hot take, AB will fight a Paul brother before the year is over. <laughs> 160,000 likes. Brooks Kepka, you will never have a more liked tweet. That's a good one. <clears throat> All right, you know, as I said, the Jets came very close to beating, I always want to say New England, because for 20 years that's where Brady was, Tampa Bay, and <clears throat> maybe one of the worst, most horrifying uh, upsets of his career as well. But if you intercept a future Hall of Famer, maybe the greatest of all time, a guy who has thrown 203 interceptions, but he's thrown more than... 7,000 more completions beyond that. But it was the rooks, uh, the rookie for the Jets, a DB named Brandon Eccles, and he's part of the exclusive club, because he intercepted Tom Brady uh, in that 28-24 loss to the Bucks yesterday. And he wanted to make sure he commemorated the moment, so he kept the football, <clears throat> and then he's done something that you have not seen every day, and after the game he asked Brady to sign the ball. And Brady was picked off as he was trying to find Mike Mike Evans on the play, and Eccles didn't go home with the win, but he did come home for the souvenir. Eccles is 24 years old, meaning that he was two years old when Tom Brady was drafted. So realistically, Eccles does not even know the NFL world without Tom Brady dominating in it. And Brady does not just sign autographs for fans. He signs them for opponents as well. And I can also guarantee you that this guy wouldn't have had the temerity to go up and ask for that autograph had the Jets upset them maybe he would have but I also guarantee that Tom Brady wouldn't have done it but it wasn't actually on the ball because you can't read anything it was a piece of athletic tape and he wrote number 26 Eccles interception number 12 Brady Q2 versus TB and uh, signed on the white which is nice I mean why not? And that just goes to show you it's like when somebody asks you for your jersey after a game a soccer game it's because they bow down to you. Um can I have your jersey cuz you're famous and I'm only kind of famous. All right, thanks for tuning in. Back in the studio tomorrow coming up next Sports Talk on Sports Byline USA. <laughs>